In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Assalamu alaikum. This is The Conviction Project, a podcast where we leave you with no doubts about Islam. My name is Marij Rana. And I am Farhan Iqbal. Muhammadur Rasulullah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Rabbi salli ala nabiyika daiman Lihaadhi dunya wa basin saani I think I may have mentioned this earlier as well, but we live in um, very difficult economic times, uh, economic and political times. And these political and economic times have made an interesting version of human beings come out, I would say. And I think in wake of the attack in New Zealand, in wake of all the various terrorist attacks that have been happening around the world, um, and also, you know, in wake of political scandals, I think Ilhan Omar, um, you know, there's a scandal with her about being anti-Semitic. And more and more these days, we are finding that race issues and issues of prejudice and racism are coming out in the forefront, which um One of our listeners brings up a very interesting question, and uh, she says, you know, um, why does it sound like the Bani Israel has been given more importance by Allah? What about the Asians and people in South America and other populations? Why hasn't there been a prophet sent to them, and will they be held as accountable for their deeds as us if they don't even know that Islam exists? And what I gather from that question is clearly there is some sort of idea within um, Judeo-Christian Islam religions that these are the three that exist and these three are in some way superior to all other uh, religious faiths or ideas. And now even within these faiths, you know, there's ideas of Which one is the more superior one? The Jews will say that, you know, um, Judaism is absolute. And Christians would say, well, no, unless you have accepted Jesus, then, you know, you cannot have salvation. Um, Muslims will say that, well, you know, Muhammad is the the last and final teachings. And therefore, you know, we need to uh, turn towards this. So within all groups of humans, there is this sense that we are right and everybody else is wrong. And this translates into, you know, often violence. You know, we are right. You know, we talk about white supremacy. It says we are white and we are right and we are the superior um, group of people and everybody else is beneath us. And this seems to have existed across time, across history, every, every any population, this idea has emerged. So I thought, you know, today we should talk more about this idea and talk more about 
what this idea means and where it comes from and what would be the correct response um, in light of these ideas of superiority or ideas of inferiority as well. Most certainly, I think uh, what is happening is the the fact that uh, nowadays there's a lot of talk about this. Um, I think white supremacy, as you mentioned, uh, is something that a lot of people are talking about. Um, and, uh, you know, there are other kinds of uh, people who have made claims to supremacy or superiority uh, in the past as well. And, and, and I think there's a nuance attached to this and we need to understand. I mean, even when it comes to gender, uh, male supremacy over over women, right? I think I think it's a related uh, it's a related mm-hmm. topic, and actually, uh, w- w- we have to understand where these things are coming from. Mm-hmm. I think uh, when it comes to uh, this kind of uh, feeling of supremacy, uh, there is a certain amount of legitimacy, and 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 hear me out here. I mean, before you know. Uh, accusing me of of, of uh, legitimizing mm-hmm. this thing, um, we, we go back to, for instance, the Hindu culture, or you know even other cultures. But uh, some scholars note that uh, in the Hindu culture or in certain uh, branches of the Hindu faith, there are uh, there is a, a concept of of the caste, the caste system. Mm-hmm. So it has been there for thousands of years, really. Uh, that caste system which says that this group of people, for whatever reason, is superior to that group of people. I, I, or, I, and, and then I would even argue that this has been there um, since the time of, um, you know, the origins of like species, like Homo sapiens uh, assuming sp- superiority over Neanderthals and other uh, Homo species, and you know, there's some ideas say that they but, wiped but them given, all out. But given, given, given that I'm not right, an expert right. on this, yeah. but. Uh, but, uh, you know, there there are some scientists I've heard who say that we don't really know why the Neanderthals actually became right. extinct. Fair. But, you know, mm-hmm. we can argue uh, that there was a superiority and evolution allows the superior ones to survive. Right. Survival of the fittest, right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, right? Um, so, I mean, this is this is something that has been there. And then there's a genetic aspect to it mm-hmm. as well. And, and, and we're already talking about you know, modifying or choosing the kind of qualities our future children would have and and making sure that they have the right genes for it and all the defective genes are not there. That kind of science, which is still sounds fictional, but it's it's probably around mm-hmm. the corner. And, and, and the idea is that there are certain genes which are superior to, to, to other genes. And it's unfortunate when when people associate that with with a certain caste or a certain race or a certain ethnicity or certain geographical location and say, oh, those are the people who were superior. I think it's a misplaced sense Mm -hmm. of, uh, yeah, I mean, given the fact that certain people are, uh, do have certain qualities, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean uh, that we should associate that with a certain race. For instance, uh, there are people like Einstein out there. There are people like who are scientists mm-hmm. who are who have a natural aptitude to understand and think on certain topics and write on certain mm-hmm. topics. And then there are other people who 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 don't have that, and they are experts in something mm-hmm. else. Yeah, right. They're superior in something else. They're not superior in in science. Right. 
but they could be let, let, let's a person uh, let's say a person could be a brilliant artist mm -hmm. he's not a scientist mm -hmm. he's an artist right. uh, he's a painter so what i'm trying to say is that i think it's this false sense of uh, perception mm -hmm. of 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 supremacy which it gets associated with a certain mm -hmm. race in a certain period of time yes uh, in the recent history, since the Reformation, mm -hmm. Europeans have been uh, in charge mm -hmm. of the world, really. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they were always in charge mm -hmm. of the world, right? You, you, you know, you bring up a very nuanced approach to, to this idea. Um, and as you were speaking, I'm thinking um, there definitely is group differences amongst populations, there are certain groups that are better at certain things as compared to other groups. And uh, many scholars, researchers have gotten into a lot of trouble for even suggesting such a thing. Um, you know, one thing that comes to mind is Charles Murray with uh, his book. He wrote a book, uh, I think, in like the 70s or 80s called The Bell Curve, in which he talks about how different populations um, have uh, different skills and that puts them at an advantage. So, you know, one example is, um, it's stereotypical, but, but, but there is some truth to it. Uh, Asians being good at math, you know, now, now if you go to Harvard, if you go to Yale, if you go to any of these top universities, majority of those people are Asian in, in, in the most top ranking positions. Now this begs the question, how is it that Asians have superiority in this topic over um, other topics? So definitely, I, I agree with you. And I think, you know, um, it, it's hard to argue against this idea that different populations, different groups um, have differences and ha have uh, advantages over other groups. You know, uh, I've talked about this before. I, I studied about the difference between invention and innovation. And, uh, you know, when it comes to Asians, we, we hear about them doing so well in mathematics, in science. Um, I'm an Asian by background, and I, I did very well in, in my school with, when it came to these things. But, you know, at the same time, are Asians good innovators? Uh, that's another question. Because... Invention, to, you know, to invent something, to come up with something that we should do this is, is one thing, but to make it mainstream is quite mm -hmm. another. Uh, innovation is about making your invention go mm -hmm. mainstream. And, and, and so, um, you, you, you know, uh, there, are, there are thinkers even in countries like Pakistan who question uh, if uh, the Indian subcontinent or at least the Pakistani side of things in the last 500 years have they been able to invent something fantastic for the world to 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 really appreciate and and uh, and innovate mm -hmm. right i mean probably they did invent things but to to make it mainstream and to make it something that the world is following mm -hmm. that's another question and i mean it's something to think about again we're not talking about which side is right or which right. side is wrong we're trying to understand this issue and break it and, apart and, and, and i think a good um, starting the, point is to say that there's this false sense amongst people that we are all equal and we're all the same. 
Right, right, right. Equality is 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 is. I think it's sometimes misunderstood. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, we are equal as human right. beings. The Quran, uh, you know, beautifully talks about how, for instance, the prophets are all the mm-hmm. same, and then in another place it says that some of them are exalted over mm-hmm. others. Some of them are given. What does that mean? Is that a contradiction? That's not a contradiction. When it comes to their title as prophets, they're all mm-hmm. the same, but there are still ranks among them. Uh, the, the the Prophet Muhammad surpassed mm-hmm. them in in his in his rank, at least according to Muslim belief, and and there is still that 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 is there. In the same sense, when it comes to human beings, uh, we are we are the same as 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 human. That the, the human experience mm-hmm. is the same, right. but that doesn't mean that all of us are going to be, turn out scientists mm-hmm. or all of us are going to turn out great writers right. or, or novelists. So what I'm trying to say is that everyone has a different... Uh, and, you know, I think I think um, being from a, a Pakistani background, I think our background is such that it's still coming to grips with mm-hmm. this. I think back in Pakistan or India, the school system, and the, it's not fully equipped to, to encourage people of different aptitudes and different... Uh, strengths to go in different directions. For instance, uh, I mean, someone could be an expert who is really good in sports. Uh, what kind of avenue do, do they have in those mm-hmm. countries to, to to progress in that? I mean, it's changing. It's definitely changing right now. Yeah. Um, but it's a long It's way interesting to go. you bring yeah. that up because I think in the Canadian system, we're actually going the other way, where we want everyone to be the same and have equal opportunity and equal chances, uh, such as sports. You know, if someone's really good at sports. Um, they would want everyone to be just as good as uh, that other person in sports. Um, you know, different ways of taking out competition and, you know, participation trophies and all those things. It's pointing towards a direction that we want everyone to have the same chance at every possible thing. And, uh, you know, this could be a more complicated direction uh, conversation. And, you know, I can appreciate that we haven't gone into like the lengths of it but to bring it back to this idea that in the quran there are certain groups that are more superior have been given more than other groups one can wonder is this fair and i think that is a legitimate question when you know Allah, the all-knowing, all, you know, the merciful, the gracious has system in some way created a sense of inequality. How, how would we go upon, like on answering this idea? Because me and you, we've had these conversations about different political ideas. Um, and political ideas often emerge from these very conversations. If you are in one way political, then you want everyone to be equal and everyone to be the same. And if you are on another political spectrum, then you want every everyone to, um, you know, you want you want you thrive over differences. And inequality is actually very healthy um, because it allows you to fight for something that you don't have, and so on and so forth. Um, the motivation uh, is definitely more there. But from an Islamic point of view, which direction um, should we adopt more? 
you know uh, this is a wonderful uh, topic and uh, it goes back to the question that you read out in the beginning about the bani israel so we have to first look at what the quran is saying the quran is saying auzubillahi minash-shaitan rajim ya bani israil azkuru ni'mati allati an'amtu alaykum wa anni faddaltukum 'alal alamin this is in chapter 2 verse uh, 123 it means o bani israil o children of israel Remember my favor remember my favor which I bestowed upon you and I exalted you gave you uh, a sort of you can say supremacy or uh, more not not supremacy in the the way we use it today uh, more is in terms of blessings I blessed right. you and and gave you a rank higher than the other people So uh you know is this is this racism no this is not racism at all not not even close to it as we understand today But is that is that what fair? this is doing is what it, what this is doing is it is centering everything to god okay. is saying god is the one who granted this favor mm-hmm. right and there is another verse in the quran which is in uh, chapter 49 verse 14 and there's a phrase in it which is in akramakum in dallahi atqakum He says, "The most honorable among you, surely the most honorable among you, in the sight of Allah, is He who is the most righteous among you." So it is centering everything back uh, to to God Almighty. That those who have attached themselves to God are the ones who are exalted, not based on uh, you know their uh, their uh, tribes or their. Uh, ethnicity or their races in fact this verse that i've just read the first part of this verse it talks about tribes and subtribes mm-hmm. so god says we created you like that litarafu uh, so that you may know one another so, but why is why is god right? giving um granting favors to one group over another group So it comes back to uh, God's favors which are attached to those people who choose to become closer to him. So it's like a sort of a reciprocal uh, relationship that they have chosen to be nearer to him and he has chosen to return that favor. But at the same time I mean the question still stands why the Bani Israel Well first of all the question the, the, the I think the the question itself is misplaced because all the people according to the Quran kulli qaumin had for every nation there was a guide so the for instance Krishna came uh, in India um, Buddha came in 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 Asia Central Asia Confucius came in one part of the world uh, the Africans had their own uh, great leaders and spiritual leaders the aboriginal peoples had their own so all the people had had some sort of guide uh, sent to them Islam as a religion uh begins from you know or attaches itself to to Abraham that's why it's called an Abrahamic faith that it starts with Abraham and his progeny and the promises that were made to to him and then from from the prom, from the prayer of Abraham in Arabia was eventually the birth of a prophet Muhammad peace be upon him it's a long subject so because the quran is uh, emphasizing that history it does not mean it does not mean that it is negating all other peoples and all other prophets because it mentions that it mentions that those other people also had their so prophets. what i gather from what you said is that if you are close to allah 
you will benefit from his favors because, um, and I, and I don't mean to sound rude when I say this, but, but he'll take a likening to you more if you are closer to him. Uh, and as a group, you know, you, you kind of, you're at a more advantageous place if you are closer to him. Right. Which, which, which makes so God sense is in saying, some way, but also I, I can see how people can take that the wrong way. Yeah. What I'm, what, well, the, 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 the fact is that those who are closer to God, they are going to be favored mm-hmm. by him. And that is something that all religions have been very clear mm-hmm. about. That if you want to receive, you can't uh, have it both ways. That you want to rebel against God and 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 disobey all the commandments. And you know those commandments are not such that they are meant to harm mm-hmm. us. The commandments are such that they are meant to benefit us individually. They're meant to benefit us in a in the society. They're meant to benefit the mm-hmm. world. Right. Um, even the Quran even gives us some guidance, for instance, to save the world from destruction. And it t- talks about world politics and talks about how certain countries can come together, form alliances and make sure that a rebellious country does not um, become a nuisance, mm-hmm. for instance. So, I mean, those commandments are there for our own benefit. Mm-hmm. And God says that you can take it. It's beneficial for you and it will benefit you. If you don't take it, then obviously it won't benefit you. So it's a very simple formula <laughs> when it comes to this. Yeah. Here's what comes up for me, and, and we'll kind of wrap up with this idea, <clears throat> is that, you know, so suppose you're born in this, you know, remote part of this world or like in this tribal area, you know, and you're not a descendant of the Abrahamic faiths. It almost seems as if because your ancestors did something wrong, you're being punished for that. Because you're born in the wrong family, in the wrong household, in the wrong lineage, so to speak, you are like it, it, it almost seems like not every human that is born has an equal chance to be close to God. Because suppose, you know, a, a, a child that is born in a Muslim family gets all these benefits, gets all these perks from being born into this Muslim family and say, you know, if a child was born into, I don't know, an, an, an Aboriginal um, indigenous family, they, it sounds like they don't get the same chances, which the reason why I bring this up is because this idea is replicated in so many different ways. You know, it's disadvantageous to not be born white. You know, if I was if someone was born in a white family, they would have a lot more privilege by being born in a white family as being born in a black family. It's like an accident of being born into the wrong uh, type of family. So how how can God allow this discrepancy or this inequality to exist that not everyone has an equal chance to get close to him? So. God is the best of all judges. The Quran talks about how God is the best of all judges. And God is not, the Quran has mentioned this many, many times. If you read the Quran, you must have read this verse about God not doing any zulm, which is um, any cruelty, any injustice. So, of course, this world is a place of trial and God has granted us free will. 
and there are things uh, that happen that are unfair, that are unjust. Um, so God is going to take all of that into account when he is judging us. What God demands is that we are sincere in our approach and whatever situation we are born into, we make the best of it and try to build the connection with, with him based on our circumstances. It's never going to be that God is going to expect from someone the same amount of sincerity as compared to someone who is, for instance, has had everything given to him in, 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 in uh, you know, very beautifully and right. born in the right family and all right. that stuff. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, the world is a place of free will and free will can only exist if that is allowed mm -hmm. to happen so that the judgment takes place in the life hereafter. Right. So, right. so from the perspective... So what, of, yeah. what I hear in that is that if you're born into the quote-unquote right family, then you have more responsibility. The burden is greater on you. Um, and if you're born into the quote-unquote wrong family, then, you know, you, you, you kind of get a easier way uh, or, or like like God is more forgiving because, you know, he understands that you're born into this this different family. Yeah, the point, well, it's it's harder to make because this becomes a more nuanced right. discussion again. But it's, it, so it's very hard to make blanket statements. But what I'm trying to say is that God is not out there to, 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 to do any kind of injustice. God is very clear about that. Even some people who are born in the perfect family end up uh, losing right. their faith um, because of whatever reason. I mean, we might see them as having been born into the perfect Prophet family. Prophet Noah comes to But mind. maybe, right, right. Uh, you know, Prophet Noah's son became, died in the flood. And, and so you would think that being the son of a prophet, he had everything very clearly given to him, but, uh, but unfortunately, it wasn't so. And so it's, it's, it's act, every human being has his own mm -hmm. trials to deal with, and, and God has put those things there. And we can use those trials to become better, or they can uh, take us to the wrong path. So uh, the other part of what you were asking uh, or s saying earlier about being you know, having the right ancestors, the Quran is again very clear about that. Don't depend on your ancestors. The Quran talks about, don't say that you were the children of Abraham and you would be mm -hmm. saved. Don't mm -hmm. say that. Don't say those things because every man, every man and woman is accountable for his or her own actions. Mm -hmm. you, you can't take the burden of anyone else or you can't uh, leave your burden mm -hmm. on anyone else. So the Quran is actually, in fact, especially when it comes to atonement and putting all of our sins on mm -hmm. someone else, the Quran is very adamant about that concept being mm -hmm. wrong. So being born, you know, when the Quran refers to the Bani Israel and other ancestors, it is trying to anchor us in history. Mm -hmm. Don't forget the past. Don't forget the history. This is what happened. The Quran is trying mm. to say, this is what happened. Learn from mm. that. And the, the Jewish people, even themselves, uh, you know, especially when the, uh, the Greek empire, which was basically Alexander the Great had taken over half of the world. So at that time, the Greeks began to think, uh, sorry, the Jews began to think of themselves. Scholars write this. Uh, it's not what I'm saying, but scholars write about how Jews began to see themselves as uh, the people who have to bring the message of God to the world. Mm. So, so the Jews, yes, the Quran talks about them. And because the Quran wants to give that example, 
uh, that model is there in front of us uh, of, of a people who are very loyal to God and, and had this covenants with God, these covenants with God. So that's why there's a lot of mention about them, just as a historical lesson, right. you can say, for everyone to, yeah. to take benefit and from. And, you know, as you're speaking, I'm also thinking about the conversation that we had with uh, Mukbu Sheikh and how he mentioned that book, um, Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And in that book, it says that there is something inherently wrong with the idea that you people think that if the outside environment changes, then that will change something within them. And all you really have control over is changing what's inside of you. So irrespective of which family you're born in, irrespective of where you're born, how you're born, the outside won't make the inside any better. The inside has to make the outside better. And I think that's what you're trying to get at as well. Am, am I right in that? Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. So yes. yeah, I think this is a a wonderful message that the outside can't really change the inside. The inside has to change the outside, and I think it's it's a very powerful idea when it comes to tackling racism and bigotry, and you know, people consistently want to get rid of certain ideas, certain extremist values. And I really don't think that those values can do anything for us on the inside. They'll change the outside, but they won't really change anything that's happening for us in the inside. So I guess we'll we'll wrap up with that. And if you have any more um, ideas or questions uh, about what we said or about anything at all, feel free to reach out to us at theconvictionproject at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to listen to all of our previous episodes, um, feel free to visit www.theconvictionproject.com. Once again, this is The Conviction Project, where we leave you with no doubts about Islam. Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammadur Rasulullah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah. Salli ala nabina, salli ala Muhammadin, salli ala Habibina, Salli ala Muhammad.